Hey, coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got a good one for you tonight. Jim Bob Bryant is the head football coach at North Augusta High School. This is his first year there in, in South Carolina. But Jim Bob is a legend in North Carolina. Won three state championships as a head coach, uh, another one as an assistant coach, and uh, and now he's going to make some real money. So, uh, Coach, we uh, we sure appreciate you being here and, and can't wait to steal your ideas. I know you sent me a bunch of stuff in the email, and uh, I know you, you really get after it in your culture game. So looking forward to picking your brain and stealing your ideas, buddy. Well, I appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be on. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, can you start us off? Uh, first question. Can you give us a one minute elevator introduction? All right. My name is Jim Bob Bryan. I'm from a small town in Eastern North Carolina called Williamston. Uh, played football, baseball and basketball there. I played for Harold Robinson, uh, went to Guilford College, played there for two years, transferred to East Carolina, uh, finished up um, at East Carolina, came back to Williamston uh, and was the OC there for six years for, for Harold. Uh, got to coach for uh, the guy that I played for, uh, learned a lot of football from, from Harold Robinson and Herbie Rogers. Uh, we played in, we won the 99 state championship and then played in 2001 and 2002 and lost. Uh, then I uh, took the, my first head job at Green Central High School, uh, went there for uh, five years, uh, won three conference championships, made it to the third round once. Uh, then Havelock uh, reached out to me about their job and um, uh, Jeff Murphy was my principal there. Great, great principal, as good a principal as, as I've ever had. Uh, helped me put together a great staff. Uh, and we um, we were 118 and 16 there over nine years and won three state championships, played for four, um, played in the Eastern Finals seven times. Um, was blessed there, had, had really good, really good support from an administrative level, um, really good coaches. He, he allowed me to put together a really good staff and, and we had really good players. Uh, then they cut, They our county was in the hole 3.8 million. So, you know, first thing they cut is athletics. Uh, and I was looking at 20 years in North Carolina and uh, not making a lot of money. Uh, so I, I took a job in the Western part of the state, uh, went there and things that I was told to come there didn't quite pan out the way they had told me. Uh, so I got offered a job in Georgia. I uh, went to Georgia, uh, 7A football at North Paulding, uh, three teams in our conference for preseason ranked top 50 in the country so if you want some competition here you go um i stayed there for two years was happy there uh planned on staying there for you know for, for as long as they would have me um then uh, my defensive coordinator lost his dad during the season uh and he lived in florida and he didn't get a chance to go see him before he passed away and, and my dad hadn't been doing great so uh, i was eight and a half hours from home uh so north augusta uh, came open, reached out to me, I interviewed for the job, and that puts me four and a half hours closer to home. Uh, and, and it's a really great, great football situation here too. Uh, we just finished building a $21 million training facility. Uh, I got a design on weight room, uh, locker room, training room. We've got an indoor track, uh, a competition gym, uh, auxiliary gym. Uh, had Jeff Chapman, used to coach at West Rowan, came down, did all my storage and stuff for me. Uh, top of the line uh, storage stuff that he did and uh, just just a great football situation here and and again uh, fell into a, a great situation where we we've, we've got a chance to have some really good players here and uh, the principal uh, John Murphy uh, and our booster club president Brown Brad Silverhoose were instrumental in getting me here and helped me put together a great staff uh, I've got a great wife uh, Mary Candace my soulmate uh, my my coach has traveled with me for 11 years. Uh, Chris Crow, his wife, introduced us years ago. 
Uh, I got two sons, Charlie and Cole. Um, I've got two dogs, uh, Coach and Jerry Seinfeld. And we just closed on our house last Tuesday. So my plan is to be at North Augusta for a while and, and hopefully we can we can build something here. How old are your boys now? Uh, one's 19 and one's 20. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's awesome, Coach. It uh, sounds like, I know it was probably uh, uh, not too fun coming in on the COVID year to get things started, but it sounds uh, like you got the, the foundation for, uh, for an exciting uh, future. Yeah, we're, we're excited about it. Like I said, the COVID season was tough. I was here for five weeks in the spring, and then they sent us home. And I was like, well, you know, we'll be home for a week, then we'll be back. Oh, we'll be home for two weeks. We'll be back. And next thing you know, we're doing Zoom meetings for three months. So, uh, but, you know, uh, God was good to us and allowed us to get through the season without any major disruptions in our program. So we're excited about that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's jump into it. Uh, and, and I know you sent me a lot of good information. I'm going to steal all of that, but can you, can you give your definition, you know, how do you define culture in your program? So we, we tell our kids, we meet every day when we get done working out, uh, we've got a big NA, uh, in the middle of our weight room floor. Uh, and we've got, um, we've got patricians around it where nobody can step on the NA kind of stole that from Ohio state. Um, but we all put our fist in and I, and I, I ask them all, I said, what is our culture? And, and every one of them say eat. And I say, what is our culture? Eat. So our culture is eat, effort, accountability, and toughness. And, and we tell our kids that that's, that's biblical. So 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says, the man who is unwilling to work shall not eat. So we tell our kids if, if they don't work Monday through Thursday, they don't get a chance to eat on Friday. Uh, and, and along with that effort, accountability, and toughness, then the, the biggest thing that we have in our program is, is everything we do is, is a competition. We tell our kids that everything in life is a competition from um, getting a good job to, you know, starting on a basketball team, football team, going to college, um, all of that stuff's a competition. So uh, treated as such. And, you know, even finding the right girl as a competition, you know, so we tell our kids that. So uh, that that's how we define culture is, is effort, accountability, and toughness. And then what we hang our hat on here is, is competition and, and love. I tell my players every game when we line up for the national anthem, um, at, right before they do it, we line up on the sideline or on the goal line, and I walk by every game, pregame, and I hug every one of them and tell them I love them. Um, you know, and I think that's, I think that's important. I wouldn't be where I am now with, without the dad and the mom that I had, but, but also with my coaches along the way. That's awesome, man. Awesome. All right. Uh, question number three. Now we're looking to steal your ideas, man. What are the three best things you do to build culture in your program? And it sounds like the, the first of the, one of them was, uh, hugging your kids before the national anthem. That's pretty dang strong. Uh, you got anything else that we can steal from you? Yeah, you know, we, we, our culture here is eat, but then each year I, I tell them we have a, we have a subculture for that year. So we have a different, uh, different mantra for, for each year. And I'm um, going into this season, uh, our, our colors are black and gold. Uh, so our mantra this season is, is G for G, which is grind for the gold. So um, we finish, we finish every day in the weight room with a competition. So uh we have, uh, we have our kids broken down in three groups. We have an O-line, D-line group, a combo group, and a skill group. So every day in the weight room when we get done, we take the last 10 minutes and we do some kind of competition, whether it's a bench rep competition by position groups, uh, hand clean uh, repetition, power clean max, vertical jump, uh, shuttle run, uh, medicine ball toss, something competitive every day uh, to teach these kids how to compete. 
And uh, at the end of each day, the, the, the guy that wins the O-line, D-line group and combo and skill group, when they come back in the weight room the next day, they all get a gold, a gold strength and conditioning T-shirt that they wear in the weight room that day. When our kids come in the weight room, uh, we check out we check out some. We're in Adidas school now. I've never been in Adidas school, always been Under Armour. But um, so when they come in, they've, they've, we give them a, a white weightlifting t-shirt uh, with North Augusta strength and conditioning and black weightlifting shorts. So we all look the same in the weight room. Um, once we get back 100% attendance, we're going we're gonna to do that. Right now, we're only on 50% attendance. So, um, and those kids wear white shirts and black shorts every day in the weight room. Uh, if they win their competition, the next day, those three guys that won their competition, the line, combo, and skill, they wear a gold shirt in the weight room to, to show everybody they won the day before competition. Um, we also do that at, uh, at practice. So uh, each day at practice, we start practice with, uh, um, with a different competition, good on good. Most of the time when, when we're in practice, you know, uh, if you're – your, your backups on uh, or your starters on defense or most of the time your backups on offense and vice versa if you're, if you're trying to two platoon as much as you can. So rarely do we get to go good on good in practice because our first team offense and second team offense is going against a scout team defense and vice versa when we're on defense. So uh, the first 10 minutes of practice every day, uh, Monday, we call it man Monday. Uh, it's one-on-one it's -on -one, uh, goal line passing uh, receivers versus corners, slots and tight ends versus safeties, running backs versus outside linebackers. And you know, with, without the COVID shortened season, uh, God willing, but we won't be there next year, but we'll start, we started every practice with that competition, but we would typically keep score um, between offense and defense. And then the O-line, D-line, uh, they do one-on-one -on -one board drills uh, on Monday. Um, and then we keep those total points of offense versus defense, and we run that through the whole week. Tuesday is Tackle Tuesday. Uh, we go from the five-yard line, three-yard line, and we do two-on-two, three-on-three Oklahoma drills, uh, good-on-good good during those days, 10-minute period, uh, taking kids to the ground, but quick whistles. We don't want anybody to get rolled up on, um, and that's offense versus defense again. Uh, then Wednesday is, is Win Wednesday. Uh, win Wednesday is we do – uh, third down situations. So um, starting offense, we'll have the ball uh, third and third and four from the left hash, third and four from the middle, third and four from the right. Then we go third and six, same scenario, then third and eight. So we get um, we get nine plays, uh, third and four, third and six, third and eight uh, to go against our starting defense, regardless of, of what defense or offense we're playing that week. Uh, our defense bases out of three, four, and, and we're 11, 12, 10 personnel teams. So we run our stuff versus our guys just for that competition. Um, at the end of that week, uh, we, we keep those points. Uh, and, and the team that wins, whether it's offense or defense, or each day the team that wins, when they come out to practice on Tuesday, um, if the defense beats us on Monday, we have gold practice jerseys, uh, mesh practice jerseys. We don't, we don't put numbers on our practice jerseys. Um, so when, when they when we when the kids bring them in and they check them in, we throw them in the wash. When they come out the next day, we've got a trash can there with all the jerseys and they just grab one out. And if you're on the defensive team that won on Monday, all of those guys wearing gold jerseys at practice on Tuesday. And then if the the offense wins on Tuesday, then we wash their jerseys, wash, wash everybody's jerseys for them. And then on Wednesday, the offense comes to practice and they're wearing gold jerseys to signify that, that they won the competition that day. Um, that's something that 
that we've always done. We haven't done the Jersey thing until this year because uh, we've been blessed with a, a really good booster club that's, that's allowed us to get some things that we needed and wanted. Um, and we also do competition during the, during the summer um, and during the spring. So we start our spring, our spring workouts February 1st, which will be next Monday. Um, they can only lift two days a week with us at school right now, uh, but we'll bring the kids in the mornings. If they're here on Monday and Tuesday to lift with us in class, we're bringing them in uh, on Wednesday and Thursday to lift at 7 a.m. Uh, before school. They go from 7 to 8.15. Uh, we chart everything, who's here, who's not, and that goes back to accountability piece. Uh, and then a week, um, a week before we do a draft, we do the JFL draft. We call it the Jacket for Life draft. Uh, we let our we let all of our players that that grade out at a 90 or above during the during the spring leading up to that um, 90 or above meaning they made 90 percent of all of their spring install days 90 percent of all of their workout days then those guys get to vote on six captains um, those six captains then get a chance to draft six teams when we do a draft and we we do it here we're going to do it at a local church got a really big auditorium. Um, we do huddle highlights for, for the first round draft choices for all the kids. Um, we put all the kids in groups. We, we group them in. Um, we have a line group. We have a skill group and a combo group. So if I'm a captain and I'm a skill player and I'm drafting in the first round, I have to draft a combo and a lineman in that group. So it kind of keeps the teams even. So every round you have to draft a skill player, a combo, and an O-line, D-lineman in that group. Um, and they have draft scores uh, beside their name. We, we got that from Madden, from the video game, because we know these kids are, are so visual with video games and screens in front of them. And they all, on the Madden, they've got their their player profile ratings. So we give them a draft score rating. And, you know, this year with COVID, I mean, I didn't have them during the spring. So that's all right. So what can we do to, to make this competitive, to give them a score? So uh, we did – Four installs a week for offense, four installs a week for defense, for an hour each install through Zoom meetings. Uh, and you you had to go to two. So we had a, a quarterback quarterback meeting, a running back meeting, a wide receiver meeting, and a line meeting for offense, four different meetings. If you're a lineman and you came to the offensive line meeting, you got 40 points for that meeting. If you're a defensive lineman and you came to the defensive line meeting on Wednesday, you got another 40 points. And then I would send out challenges to the kids uh, through group me messages and Twitter. And if they sent me a video doing, just showing me that they did that, tried to do the challenge, you know, hey guys, I'm gonna do, uh, so I showed them, I did the workout in front of them on Twitter one night. It almost killed me, but um, I did kettlebell swings, six sets of 10, six sets of 10 push-ups, six sets of 10 front squats, kettlebell, and then six sets of 10, um, what we, uh, up downs. And if the kids sent me at least one set of that, then they got another 20 points for that week. So their draft score for that week was 100. So at the end of that, when we went to the draft, each each one of those captains and each kid in the program could tell if this kid's going to be accountable or not because they could look at that draft score. And if he's got a 50, then, hey, this kid ain't doing everything he needs to do to, to help our team win. So he fell down in the draft. So um, you know, we do that for the draft. Um, if, if you draft a kid first round, he comes up to the stage. We hold a North Augusta number one jersey, uh, take his picture, put it on our social media. He stands with the captain. Um, you know, all the kids are in suit and tie. Uh, they're calling each other on the cell phone, asking, "Hey, man, I, I'm gonna draft you. You gonna be at the meetings?" And I mean, it's really cool. The kids love it. 
uh, this is the first year I had to do it through a Zoom meeting. So um, it was a little different, but um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get back to normal and be able to do a regular a draft next year. And then once those teams are drafted, um, they compete for points uh, every day for the rest of the spring and spring practice um, and all through the summer. So the first piece is, is the accountability piece. So if I'm a captain on a team, I start every day with 100 points. If you're one of my players on my team and you don't show up one day, you're costing me 20 points that day. You're costing your team 20 points. So that team starts today with an 80 average. If they come late, it costs them 10 points. Um, and then we do team competitions at the end, whether it's a, a team sled drive, a medicine ball toss, um, an obstacle course, something, something football related at the end of that summer and spring workout uh, where each team can get an additional 100 points. So if they win the competition, they get an additional 100 points for that day. Second place gets 80, third place gets 60, fourth place gets 40, fifth place gets 20. The last place team that day has to clean the field and clean the locker room. Uh, so, you know, we do that all through the summer. And then at the end of the summer, the team with the, uh, the two captains with the most points, they remain captains for the rest of the year. And the other four go back to, to the general population of the team. And then we select two new captains to go along with those two each week based on what those two guys did that week at practice. Um, the winning team gets a, a winning T-shirt, uh, an elite, we call the Elite 11 uh, Championship T-shirt. Um, we normally have a pool party at my house that was scratched this year. Uh, we normally have a pizza party and food and, and my wife goes out and buys those, um, those candy, those candy rings. And we have a ring ceremony for the kids. They get a ring at the, um, at the ceremony there. And, you know, they get to hang out for a few hours and, you know, shoot pool at our place and go to the pool and eat and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, our, our kids really enjoy that and, you know, have gotten a lot out of it. And it, it, it also teaches them to compete, but it also, teaches the guys on the team who they can count on and who they can't count on. Um, we also do uh, Bobby Bowden and, and um, Mark Rick uh, wrote the forward for a book called Proverbs for Football. It's a, it's a daily devotional from August 1 all the way through the state championship game. Uh, it's, a, it's a proverb out of the Bible, and then they tell a football story dealing with that proverb. Uh, you know, and I read that to our kids every day after practice. Uh, one day when I was at Havelock and I forgot to read it one day because we had a bad practice and I was, I was pretty ticked at the end of practice. I didn't think about reading the proverb and I was getting, I was getting ready to break it down on my little center. said, coach, ain't you going to read us a story today? I said, read your story? What are you talking about? He said, I like those stories, coach. You know, you don't ever know what, if kids are listening when you do that. But I was like, you know, you're exactly right. So I went and got the book, came back and read it and you know, had to ask for forgiveness for a few four-letter words. I use that day at practice, you know, but, um, you know, that's something else that we do to help build our culture. Um, and also my, my big thing is to build the character of the man first and, and then, you know, build the player. Um, something else that I stole uh, from two high school coaches in Texas, um, they put out a book called A Football Journey. It is a character development book. Um, I've got all four volumes. They've got like 22 lessons in each, each book. Um, each one, you know, some of them, and I read that to them. We do that on Friday. Uh, when, we, when we're in school, we have a game there, game day that day. Uh, we lift on game days. And once we lift, then I bring out the book and I read, a, I read one of those character development lessons. And it can be anything from, you know, the dangers of drugs and alcohol at a young age 
um, how to treat women, uh, you know, how to track your grades, uh, the difference between a scholarship and a walk-on player. And you, you read that to a woman, it's got a story about it, and then it's got pointed questions that you ask. And I get my assistant coaches to come in and read, you know, I get them to pick one out that, that they can relate to and read to the kids. And then we try to interject personal stories dealing with that particular character development lesson um, to our kids. Um, and then we let the kids, if they want to answer some of the questions that we ask, and then we let them kind of chime in on, on whatever lesson we had that day. Uh, we do that. We do that every Friday. Um, you know, that's, that, that's, those are the two things that we do with our kids um, after practice that, that doesn't have anything to do with football that I feel like builds the, builds the character of the player uh, just as much as us trying to build the, the, the player itself. The, uh, the, the first one is Proverbs for football. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yeah, Proverbs for football. Like I can and get the other that on one, Amazon. It's still available. Uh, yeah, I think you can get it. For, it's, it's like ten bucks. I mean, it's like nine ninety nine. And then the other one is uh, it's called a football journey, and it comes in books, comes in manuals like this, and it's got different different articles in it. Like one's talking about, like this one I just turned to is called Walking On, and they have different. After each one, you go to the website of footballjourney.com and they have different videos up there that you can click that'll that's a video dealing with that particular um, that particular character development lesson that day. And it's best to get it through the that thing comes through the website. Yep, yeah, it's just uh, a footballjourney.com. Okay. And I mean that's all kinds of stuff up there. I mean it's, it's really good stuff. We've you know when they come in as a freshman if I read one volume um, to the whole team uh, of like volume one, you know, year one, then year two, I read volume two, so forth and so on. So none of these kids ever get the same, right. <coughs> they, ever, they never get the same character development lesson. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic, man. That's a lot of good information. Yes. Uh, number four. Now we're getting old enough that we, me and you can answer these kind of questions now. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? Uh, let's see. I I wish I wish I would have known that it's okay to to sleep during football season because uh, you know when I was first when I was and every now and then you're gonna lose a game and you know I I took I took losing personal. I mean, you know, growing up, I mean, my dad. I mean, coached me all the way till I got up to, to middle school. And if I made one mistake in the game or if we lost a game, then when I got home, I was working on what I did wrong with him in the yard or at a basketball hoop or, or whatever. Uh, so, you know, Coach Robinson, who I coached for, said that the only man in America that's more competitive than me is my dad. So, you know, that's a, that's a blessing and a curse. Um, but I couldn't – early on, I couldn't deal with losses – um, I, I didn't sleep a whole lot. Uh, I stayed up all night watching film, trying to figure out what I did wrong, you know, what we did wrong as a team, what can we do to, to better fix it. And, you know, as I got older, then, you know, that's, you're, you're going to lose every now and then. You, you're not going to win, you know, every single game, you know, unless you're Tommy Knotts. But, <laughs> you, know, but you know, so um, I, I wish I would have, I wish I would have learned that at an, at an earlier age that, you know, sometimes you can learn more from a loss than you can from a win. And, you know, early on in my career, those, those losses weighed on me heavily. And not just 
in my coaching career, but my relationships with, you know, with, with the people I loved, I kind of shut everybody out for a few days after I lost and nobody would want to come talk to me because I was in, I was in such a pissy mood. Uh, so I've, I've learned to kind of, you know, I still hate losing, but I've learned to kind of let that go a little bit and um, know that, you know, that there's a lot more important things out there right now than, than, than just, just winning a football game on Friday nights. That's, that's good advice, man. Uh, you're going to have, you're going to have some guys that want to reach out to you. What, what's the best way for a coach to contact you? Uh, probably, probably be my email address. Um, it'll be N a football seven, six, three, one at gmail.com. So capital or doesn't matter if it's capital but it's N a like North Augusta N a football football being one, one whole word, seven, six, three, one at gmail.com. And I've got those, um, if, if coaches, if you guys want a copy of, you know, the, the big board that we use for our draft and, and how we set up the draft and all the rules and, and all that kind of stuff and, and the way we do the competitions, I'm, I'd be more than happy to send that to you because, you know, coaching is nothing but stealing. You know, you, you get one thing from, from one coach and, and then you try to build on it and make it yours. You know, like the draft thing I got from Skip Holtz years ago when, when he was at when he was at East Carolina, and we just kind of took it one step further, and it, it got a little bit better. Um, the other thing that um that that we did this year that I've never done, uh, I sent you a Twitter link. We did a recruiting video for all of our eighth graders. So all of our kids that are eighth graders that played at our two middle schools, um, I did a recruitment video for each individual one. I got the coaches to uh, not only send me their game tapes from this past year, me myself and my coaches broke it down and evaluated all of our eighth graders. Uh, but I also got those coaches to write their name, um, what positions they played, if they played other sports, you know, and then give me a little blurb about them, something personal that I can say, um, you know, in that Twitter video link. Uh, and I've got all those kids email addresses. So I do four, four Twitter videos a day from Paul Knox middle and four middle, uh, four recruitment videos a day from North Augusta middle. And then I'd share those links and send the emails to all those kids. And, you know, my principal said that, um, that he's got a lot of really good feedback on that. that's the first year that we've ever done that. Um, again, you know, we're in, we're in this COVID season. So any way you can try to reach your kids and, and your, your future. Um, and we're also setting up official visits for those kids to bring them on campus uh, within the next month. We're not in school on Fridays. Uh, so we're going to bring their parents and the kids on campus in the next month with some of our, um, underclassmen uh, going to give them a tour of our facilities and then we'll bring them in uh, just them and their parents into my office and and give them a recruiting spiel just like they would at, at, at a college and you know just just kind of you know just kind of love on them make them feel at home and, and let them know that that North Augusta football is going to be a force to be reckoned with in South Carolina in the next several years and and we hope that they can be a part of it. yeah I was super impressed with that I you sent me one of those and it was uh that, 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 that one stole already, Coach. I'm stealing that <laughs> one. Uh, last thing, you got anything? You got, you got the final word. Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to promote? Uh, you, you got the final word. No, you know, I just those, you know, I really wanted to, to talk about, um, you know, a football journey because it's been so good to me and, and to, our, to our kids and to our coaches and, and the Proverbs for football. Um, and then there's, there's, uh, there's three books that, that, that I've, I don't, I don't read. I tell my, you know, 
I tell my wife, I've got a, I've got a ton of books behind me, but I mean, who has time to read when you're a football coach? So, um, you know, we invested in audible. So anytime we're on the road driving or when I'm working out, I put my headphones on, I listen to a book. So, um, probably the three best books that, that I've, that I've listened to, um, you know, I stole a bunch of stuff one, uh, from is, uh, one is, is urban Meyer above the line. Um, always been an urban Meyer fan. Um, I took some kids up to Ohio State when he was there for a recruitment trip. And I mean, between him and David Cutcliffe, they gave the best recruiting, best recruiting talk to kids I've ever heard. I mean, I, I was ready to go play for him. I knew I couldn't, but, you know, I was ready to go play for him. Um, and then uh, The Art of War uh, by Sun Tzu. Uh, there's a, a guy on Audible that has mixed, he's pulled leadership strategies from The Art of War and from Machiavelli. And he's he's put it into a sports package and a business package, and that that's one of the best books or that I've ever listened to. Um, also, uh, Extreme Ownership uh, by Jocko Willick, uh, uh, a Navy SEAL. Um, I actually did um, we did four lessons. Um, the first four chapters of that book I did with my captains this summer. Uh, I sent you some of the powerpoints, and that's that's another thing. If coaches want to reach out to me. Um, for those PowerPoints, I uh, did what I did is I sent a summary of each chapter to the kids because I know the kids aren't going to read a <laughs> full, but they only read when they're in school. So I sent them a summary of each chapter um, on Wednesday, and then on Friday we had a captain's meeting through Zoom uh, during the spring and beginning of the summer. And I pulled a PowerPoint up that I made based on on that particular chapter, and I would interject some of the stuff for for us for this year for North Augusta football. And I tapped into some of the stuff that I went through when I was back at Havelock about, you know, our 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 goals every year is, is not just to win football games. Our goal is to is to build is to build a winning culture. And you know, that that winning culture starts with the, the four things we want to do is we want to be the best at everything we do. We want to dominate our rivals, not just beat them. We want to dominate them. Um, and then we want to we want to win our win our region every year. And then we want to win a state championship. And those are the four things that will stay the same uh, at every school that I ever go to. Um, and, you know, got a lot of that extreme ownership stuff from, from Jocko Willett from his book um, that I listened to uh, really good. And, you know, and, and I saw, I didn't know if my captain's really paying attention, but, you know, then one of my captains uh, came late one day to a practice and at the end of practice, he, I always open the floor. Anybody got anything to say without being prompt? He said, coach, I got something to say. So he stood up and, and apologized to his team for being late. And that had never happened here before. You know, they were allowed to, to miss practice, you know, whatever, in, in different schools that they've gone to. And then they run them and then they, they start them on Friday. Well, if you miss the practice for us or you're late, then however many minutes you're late, you've got 20 up downs for every minute you're late before you step on the field. And if you miss a practice, um, you're suspended, unexcused mispractice, you're suspended for the first half. Second, unexcused mispractice, you're suspended for a game. Third, when you're off the team. And that doesn't matter if you're the best player on the team or the worst player on the team. That goes back to, to the accountability piece. Um, and our captains did, did a really good job with the extreme ownership. You know, just own everything in your realm. Own everything that, that you can handle. You know, don't, don't point fingers at this guy, point fingers at this guy, you know, own it. And, and that goes with coaches too. I mean, you know, we, we do our best not to use profanity at, at practice, but, you know, I'm first one to say every now and then there's going to be a cuss word that's going to slip out of my mouth. And when that happens, 
I stand up in front of my team at the end of practice and I apologize to my team and I do the push-ups that I require them to do when they cuss at practice. So, you know, and that's one of the things that that was that was lacking here was that extreme ownership. And and you know, I thank Jocko Willett for that book because I, I've learned a lot from that. And, and I think it's it's filtered down to my coaches and my players as well. So those three books are, are really good books. If you haven't read them or listened to them, those three books are, are really good books that, that I think that I think coaches need need to listen to or need to read. Yeah, two of those are two of my favorites. I haven't I haven't read the Art of War one that you're talking about, but I, I uh, when was it? Was it last? I think it was last year before COVID. Uh, Urban was at the UNC uh, clinic, right? And uh, you know, were you there? No, I, I wasn't there. There, no. there was probably a thousand, you know, fifteen hundred coaches in there, and Urban's talking, and I'm literally, I'm getting teary eyed listening to him. I mean, I, I tell everybody, it was, it was like a, a religious event, in yeah. that he made you want to be a better coach. You know, he made you want to be better, and it was just, yeah. uh, you know, it was just amazing, you know, hearing him talk and the way he teaches and the way he presents a thing, and and above the lines, one of those I've. You know, I've listened to it and read the book twice, and it's got all kind of notes and scratches and highlights in it. So uh, okay. that, I'm a big fan of that one myself. Uh, and also those Focus Three guys. You know that that that's where he got that. I you know the whole right. the line thing was. So I try to I try to follow those guys because they're impressive too. Well, buddy, you knocked it out of the park, man. I sure do appreciate you doing this. Hey, man, I appreciate you doing this for coaches. I went up and. You know, I mean, you know, there's so much information out there now. And then I went up and listened to, um, you know, and watched a couple of the videos that you had with um, a couple of the other coaches. And it, it was done really well. I appreciate you doing this. And, you know, our, our profession needs needs more things like this, this, this dealing with actual culture instead of just dealing with X's and O's. I mean, you know, whoever's got the last pin is going to win that X's and O deal. But, you know, you know, culture, culture to be strategy, uh, you know, any day of the week in my book. I'm with you, buddy. I appreciate you doing this. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you, Joe. Thank you, man.